0: Welcome to the real world. Today, we are going to talk about not just what's happening in the markets, but the economy as well. It all depends on what we see in the next little while that's going to affect you directly. The first thing I want to look at is the market mayhem. You are seeing things getting very wild. It was supposed to be mellow and it was supposed to be understood and it is anything but. The second thing I want to talk about is big cash, where it's flowing into. I'm going to show you that. And the third is for you what does all of this mean to you the individual i'm going to cover all of that and more let's begin We'll begin right here the s p 500 has the biggest three-day drop since september lower volume ahead of holidays amplifies moves in equities we are watching all of this unfolding if you look at what's going on in the market specifically you're going to see something unusual and what is that well this should have been the santa claus rally this should have been stocks going up Day after day after day. I've got more information on that. And in fact, I'm going to do an entire separate video if I can, talking about the technical analysis around this to give you some ideas. But here you can see it is anything but what was expected from most, most individuals out there. And then you have this. Elon Musk says that he will pay more than $11 billion in taxes. This is huge, right? All of that money going to fund the government. But what has the government been doing? Well, they have said the bill that the markets had been hoping for isn't going to go through. And that probably means for the rest of this year, there's not going to be anything or any talks, any discussion to make this happen. So we have to wait till next year. Now, the markets want to see progress on all forms of stimulus, infrastructure and all kinds but if they don't get that, they're not going to be too happy, to say the least. Inflation set to spoil holidays for struggling U.S. families. And this is where it all ties together. Because you have what the Federal Reserve is doing, what the government is doing. You know, I could show you an inflation rate into the CPI, and you could say, well, 6%, 6.2%, the U3 unemployment rate at 4.2%. These statistics mean nothing. What's important is you. So I'm actually going to break this down a little bit further in a moment, but I just wanted to touch on a few things. This is in relation to what I covered in the previous video. If you haven't seen that one yet, actually probably by the time you're seeing this two videos ago, Kathy Wood's 40% return prediction draws rebuke after Ark's rough year. I talked about this before Kathy Wood saying, our fund is down, but that means we are in deep value territory. She wrote an article about it that Bloomberg and other outlets picked that up. And even people in the industry who are always be not bullish, I mean, they're just beyond that. They're in the stratosphere. And they say, "What what's she talking about? This is incredible, to say the least, at a time in which her fund has not been performing. So what she says is basically that, there's the case for deflation. I got it. I understand what Kathy Wood is saying, but we will see in time how Kathy Wood goes on. That's all. That's all. Anybody could make claims about Tesla being, you know, a $15,000 a share. I get it. Anybody can say that. Not just Kathy Wood. I'm just saying you can make these predictions, but we need to see results, so we'll see in time. Time will tell. Look at this. Expensive stocks lagging all year, and on the right-hand side, valuations under pressure since February. Now, I want to show you just a little bit of this uh, right now. You can see that as I point to many times early in November. We this is the S and P, by the way. Early in November, we got to this level, and you know it's been bouncing around, up and down. It has not been able to surpass that. Now, this does happen. There are always periods of consolidation right now on top of all of this. We are watching the Federal Reserve say, we're going to print less money every month and next year look forward to three rate hikes. And what's happening here? Well, defensive stocks are the ones that are looking really strong. Defensives have taken over the leadership since November 15th, at least, when uh, Morgan Stanley published their information related to it. Healthcare, utilities, real estate, and so on. Looking positive, looking in the green, whereas, for example, energy is in the red. And of course, these are short-term pieces of data, okay? But what's been happening here? Well, clearly, there has been a shift... At least when you look at the hedge fund, the investment companies in what they have been doing. But you have the retail trader that's doing something very different. They're just going for all growth, all leverage, all the time. You know, you, you got to be wise to this. That's why this game here usually doesn't work throughout the cycles. They invest in what they know. Invest in what you know, but they take that out of context Meaning basically, hey, I buy everything from Amazon, therefore I'm gonna buy Amazon stock. It doesn't really work like that. Consumers dipping into savings. Here you could see this with the stimulus checks. Just take a look. Okay, I'll pull up the highlighter for that. Stimulus checks. You see that, right? How much money was put in in these periods? Stimulus checks. And certainly that's you know, you got your personal income there. It goes up. And what do they do? Well, they put their money into investments. They maybe buy some new TVs, flat screen TVs, or what have you. Who knows? Then we have this consumer net worth, net worth as a percentage of income. All right. Growing, right? These are good things. It's not a bad thing. But what do we have here? Now, Goldman Sachs, uber bullish, if you want to call it that, has said, okay, at the end of the year, there's going to be this huge surge in the cash flowing into stocks. It's going to be fantastic, Santa rally. Now we get only a, you know, towards the end here, only a few days left, and now they've said, okay, it's going to be January. That's going to be really, really good. There are more inflows in January than the other eleven months of the year combined, 134. percent Percentage of the total flows into equity mutual funds and ETFs 96 to 2020. We will see what happens, okay? But if they say this, it could be, in fact, the case this time around. Could be January is really good, and then after maybe February is not so good. We don't know. But that is historically the way things have gone. January is a very, very good month. Traders send $30 billion into the dip, and this time, got bruised qqq spy attracted fresh money during last week's sell-off and what has happened didn't work out so well at least for now if you bought into that dip didn't work out so well now of course you can see what's happening here and i'll cover it on on the other video we'll see but with rising interest rates which we'll talk about here in a second rising interest rates That kind of changes things. And that's why defensive stocks are starting to do better because things are starting to rotate. All right. RBA says tapering QE ending in May is consistent with forecast. Australia, I'm looking at you. I know I have many subscribers in Australia. This, if in fact is the case, tightening along with central banks around the world. This could be the case for you know, a drawdown in equities, potentially real estate as well. Just like Canada, the, you know, real estate in Australia, very, very, very dependent on super low interest rates. And that is very worrisome. But what does it all mean, GPS? 4.2% on the U3 unemployment rate? I mean, who cares? Well, what's important is you, yourself, your family. Look at this. Savings and income drop as inflation rises. Savings as a percentage of the disposable income. That's the black line. Declining dramatically. Okay, big time. And then we have month over month inflation. Because the higher inflation gets, the worse off everyone's going to be. Except for the top of the top. And then this. Real average weekly earnings. That has declined as well and is actually for the past few months, has actually been in the negative. Not a good sign, right? What can individuals do? What can they look at here to at least gauge what's happening? Well, in this one here, we're just seeing the higher food and energy costs, weighing on lower income families in particular. But uh, you know, I've shown you before, it's not just those in the bottom 50%. It's actually those more likely in the bottom 80% or even 90% because everything is more expensive. And that to me is huge. Some people, however, are not experiencing the same situation. You could see champagne to pop sales record as demand flows again. Huge, right? Who's popping the champagne? It's those who are doing very well. And While that might be a small group of people, it is some that are able to spend on certain things. and You see the luxury items doing very well. Severe flooding disrupts operations at Port Klang, and this is um, in Malaysia. So the whole supply chain issue being exacerbated by weather events that do happen from time to time, Whether it was British Columbia and Canada and right now in Malaysia, I mean, all over the place, that might send food prices higher and so on. What does it all mean? All right, tell me, tell me, tell me. Stop with the ranting, all right? I think it's important for people to address their current situation. What about your food scenario? How is it? What do you have for the next few months? We are now in winter time. This is a period in which you've got to be ready more than ever before. you got inflation running hot. Could you simply buy at today's prices to lock them in? Could you buy those bags of rice? Could you get those beans and lentils? All these things are cheap to have to put away. What about your financial side? Could you do something on the side? Check out a website called TaskRabbit. If you've got the skills, you might be able to... Do something very simple and make some income. Look, do you realize that they are charging like $40 an hour plus? This is US dollar. $40 an hour to put together IKEA furniture? This, some of that, of course, the the website's probably going to take some profit off of that. But I'm talking about not very difficult stuff. I mean, playing with that Allen key is probably not too fun, but $40 an hour. This is huge and you could do that on the side. I mean, you're just trying to give ideas, but we need to utilize our time right now to like a squirrel saving for the winter time. We need to be doing that with our finances. We need to do that with our food situation, growing a garden, growing food indoors buying in bulk, all of these things. I'll say it a 100 times if I have to. That's it. If you appreciated the message, simply hit that thumbs up button. It's right down below, and it supports the channel. At the same time, it notifies people out there in YouTube world that this is a good video. Just click that button. I do appreciate it very much. If you haven't seen this video yet, you definitely want to check it out. So just click it, and I'll see you there.